Hello, and welcome back to... Okay, stop whining. So we are back, and better than ever, but like not actually. (laughs) (laughs) Like finally. Okay, so it it has been a few months, we are aware, and we we hear you, we see you when we feel you, when you say that you want new episodes. Um, And we're just like here to serve our people. Yes, we are definitely here to serve the people. (laughs) (laughs) So... Obviously, if you follow along with my like personal Instagram and TikTok and journey, um, I started a podcast with some friends. Um, but that didn't mean that I was stopping. Okay, stop whining. But it was a lot at first, and I needed to kind of get settled in like that territory. Um, but okay, stop whining is not going anywhere. We're very much still whining and complaining. Yeah, com- constantly whining and complaining. <laughs> yeah. Um, but Pamela, since you've been offline, well, not really. You you keep up, but how are you doing? How's your summer? How's life? Oh my god, it's been so long that I have to like back up so far. So I'm just gonna. You don't have to back up brief. too far. Give a sum up. Give a sum it's up. It's gonna be very brief. So whatever. Yeah. I had an amazing summer. Um, I spent a lot of time with family and friends, and went to the beach a couple times. Um. The first time I was with you, the second time I wasn't. The first time, right, right. The second time, which we do like a big family beach trip. Carly missed that one. That's like extended family. My sister, my brother, parents, everybody. So Carly missed that, which was a little bit of a bummer. But Carly was busy traveling the world. So, you know, what are you going to choose? Beach trip with family or traveling the world? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, (laughs) I love my family, but I definitely proudly chose traveling the world. Yeah. No, and you had a great time. Yeah. Um, and then just ended up the su- ended off the summer taking Chloe back to college, and she's thriving and doing really well. She loves it. And then um, my husband and I actually took another trip. We ended up we went on a trip with another couple to a beautiful golf community where my husband's cousin owns a home. It was gorgeous. Can you give um, some tea on the trip? Give the trip rundown. This is a good topic. Well, his he he own, he owns a lot of homes, but this is one of his homes that he owns, and um, it's in New York called Silo Ridge. Really, really beautiful, very exclusive. Like, not just anybody can go in there. You need to live there and be a member of their like their club community, ever in community. And it was absolutely gorgeous, breathtaking views. Golf course is gorgeous. They have a beautiful pool. Great food. Actually sat at dinner with somebody famous. I guess I won't say her name. Why? You could say it. Who cares? I say her name. Yeah, who cares? I didn't notice that she was there, but (laughs) I told my husband, I looked and I thought, this girl looked like somebody I knew, but I couldn't pinpoint it because, you know, I'm in like a golf course community in New York. And then my husband says, he's tapping all of us. He's like, by the way, Anne Hathaway is sitting right behind you. So- and then he's texting all of us because we were with another couple. Like, don't say anything. Don't turn around. Of course, my husband's friend, like the guy, he's like trying to turn around. Oh, my God. Him. But, um, and the only thing I heard her say was, can you tell me where the bathroom is? <laughs> she, asked the, she asked the hostess. It's the only thing I heard her say. But she was with another couple. Anyway, so that was kind of cool. It was star-studded. Um, it was star-studded. Yeah, a, little bit, a little bit star-studded. So <laughs> it was just really, really fun and a very unique place. Yeah. Like not your typical weekend getaway vacation. Also, can you tell them about like when you were like on the golf course and you could like stop in those like 
little cabin rooms. Oh yeah. There's like these little, like, I don't know how to explain them. It almost looks like a store and it looks like old, like an old Like a general store, store kind like of. Like a general store and you go inside and you can take whatever, there's food in there. There's like, there was like uh, wraps and there was chili and there's, oh, Casamigos. You can get any like a drink that you want and everything just is there for you to take. There was candy. There was drink, like drinks, like regular drinks. Mm-hmm. It was so much food. And of course the guac was like the best guac I ever had. And I was eating <laughs> guac and chips like every day. So my girlfriend and I don't play golf, but we, we played pickleball and then we would take walks. And we were just walking around the golf course and going to the 12th hole to go have a really good meal. <laughs> and you're sitting up like it's perched up on top of the hill. And it was so beautiful eating out there. I just, it was really pretty and really, yeah. really cool. So that's some, that's like, now I want to go see it. Like that looks so sick. No, it was, it was really fun. So, so that was a good experience for you. Um, and then it was back to my regular business. Um, and I'm just subbing in the preschool this year. So we love that. I was there three days last week. So I'm just there now when they, when they need me of my, my choice. Yeah. I decided to kind of just spend more time with my husband and with my family. Yeah. We love my that. Parents. I want to be able to visit my parents more this year. So I just took a, like a took a little hiatus. A little hiatus. <laughs> but I feel, like, I feel like for me too, that's been like a priority. Like I feel like this summer I was just away so much that I was like, any chance I get now, I just like want to go home and I like want to see the grandparents and see my cousins. And um, I felt like a really big shift just with like friendships and stuff. Like I feel like I. I just am like, my priorities have changed a little bit. Like, I just feel like the summer was very, like, I was just doing events constantly and I was traveling and I just realized like, okay, like you don't get like, it's like kind of sad, but like, you don't like get to see your friends all that much and your family all that much. Like when you're just like running around and everyone has their own lives. So it's just been nice to like, be like with my close friends and with you guys and, um, like spend more quality time. Right. And you were just here for the Jewish holidays, which was really nice. And then you'll be back. I'm actually going home uh, this weekend. I have my 35-year high school reunion. You're so old. <laughs> I feel so old. Oh, my God. So I'm really excited because two of my really close friends from high school are coming in. And, of course, I have other friends that will be there. I'm my other friend that lives in Scarsdale. So I'm so excited to be with my old group. <laughs> I'm hyped for you. And I and, love and that you have my parents, too. Yeah, but I love that you have such a bond with your high school friends still because it's, like, the coolest thing. Like, I I don't know. Like, I don't know if that's unique or what, but, like, you've always had, like, a crazy, like, like sisterly connection with your high school people. Mm -hmm. And how, like, do you maintain that after, like, so many years? You just have to make an effort, constantly keeping touch and try to visit each other when you can. Sometimes there's years where you don't see each other, but yet – you know, you just come together by text, something happens and I'll like send a text that, you know, something reminds me of a certain somebody. Yeah. So you just have, you really just have to make an effort. If you don't make an effort going and it goes both ways. So if none of the friends make an effort then, but we all, we all make an effort. We all try to see each other and we love when we see each other. And it could, five yeah. years could go by where we hadn't seen each other, but we're still like texting here and there. Mm-hmm. And it feels like I just saw them yesterday. 
Yeah. That's like, I feel like I have that a similar thing with my like abroad friends or even my camp friends, like people that you just like have that bond with, but you like don't need Mm -hmm. to see them every single day. But when you see them, things just like snap right back to like how they used to be. And it's just comfortable. Yeah. Like very much. And and that's how I am with my high school friends too, with like Amanda and Erica. Like it's very much like we're sisters at this point. Right. Right. And it's like different about a high school friendship. mm -hmm. And I love my friends and I'm so close with my friends now. I love them just as much. But something just hits different about your high school friends because they actually saw you growing up into an adult. Yeah. Something is just so different about it. It is so true. Like your high school friends have seen you in like your most vulnerable states. Also, like most of your high school friends have like seen you like in middle school and like really growing up since you were young. So, and then they see you like when you had sex for the first time, like all those, and like, I don't know, all those like really formative moments. We learned everything together. Yeah. We were experiencing everything at the same time. Mm-hmm. So that's why something is so different about those old friendships. Mm-hmm. And I feel like even with some of my high school friends, like, and this is kind of like getting into the topic that we wanted to talk about today, just about how like sometimes old friends slip away, but you can always rekindle and like come back and it always feels natural. Like, I feel like that's right. happened a lot with my high school friends, especially even ones that I wasn't as close with, but just people that were mm-hmm. friends, like you go off to college and then like years later you like run into each other and you're like, Oh my God, like why haven't we talked in so long? Like we have to hang right. out and like catch up. Right. Like right. it's just, it's nice that like, I guess you can always come back and like have those same kind of like bonds there. Like it never really, you can like pick right back up where you left off. Yeah. I feel like if you have that connection with somebody, certain people you meet and you just feel so connected to them, yeah. you never lose it. Mm-hmm. It doesn't go away. Mm-hmm. Even wasn't this summer. It was last summer. I bumped into a very old friend. She was like my best friend in seventh grade and eighth grade. I ended up going to a different school, but we kept in touch as long as we could. And Mm -hmm. we had this, we just had this instant connection. And I bumped into her husband at CVS pharmacy. And he told me where him and his wife were staying. She ended up walking down the beach and coming to say hi to us. Mm -hmm. And I, instantly and i know she felt it too because she said to me oh my god if you lived near me we'd be together all the time yeah i felt like that instant connection just like i felt many years ago when i was i don't know 12 13 years old when i met her i was probably Mm -hmm. 13 it was it's the craziest thing and now i'm going home from my reunion and i reached out to her she lives where i grew up she still lives there Mm -hmm. um i reached out to her and said maybe you know let's try to get together so yeah that that this is like kind of sad but this is sad um but it reminds me of like my friend like i had a friend if like people don't know i feel like we probably talked about this in the podcast but i had a friend that passed away um from cancer last year and like she was that friend that like we were sisters like years later like we would pick right back up where we left off and it was like it really reminds me how you describe that with your like friend that you like picked back up like that was me and her like we we could literally like not see each other and like we didn't we didn't see each other in years and then like she got sick and i would just talk to her and it would be like i love you i love your family like you'll always be special to me like just always like and not trying to make it like a sad like thing about me but it just it really does remind me of that i felt like I, I kind of had a guilt for a long time of feeling like bad for myself for like feeling sad about it. Like I was like, I shouldn't feel guilty. Other people 
should be way more sad than me. And I felt like guilty for like feeling sad. Does that make sense? Because I hadn't seen her in so many years, but it was that type of thing where like we were bonded for life. Like we just would always pick back up where we left off. And so I always still feel connected to her and like, like I can still connect to her. Like even if she's not here, like you you always will. Yeah. You're never going to forget. Yeah. Never forget. Well, I think about her every single day and I like talk to her sometimes and I'm like, and some, and again, like sometimes I literally like, told my like therapist or like my psychiatrist, I forgot who I was talking about with this, but I was like, I feel so like guilty and like weird for like feeling like sad about it or feeling bad because I didn't see her in so long. Like it was like, mm-hmm. do you know what I mean? Like yeah, I was like, I know what you're saying. I was like, you you're sad. Like her family is sad. Like her people that were like with her in that moment are fucking sad. Like you don't, you don't really have a right. And and then, but it's like, but I can't help that. That's how I feel. It was like this person that you were best friends with in the most formative years of your life. And like you grew up together and spent so much time with each other's families and stuff. Like I'm like, that's gotta be valid to feel like that, that connect. Like I always will feel, I think connected to her in that way. Right. Right. You'll always remember her. You'll always feel connected to her. There will always be things that will remind you of her. Yeah. Yeah. And it was a very, again, like, just like with Amanda and Erica, like it was a very, it was sisterly. And even like, Mm -hmm. I was close with her, like, even before I met Erica Colton, like Mm -hmm. I was, she was like my best friend. And so Mm -hmm. like, since like we were five, so there was that very, like, we had that like base of like childhood together. Together. Yeah. And then we grew up together, literally, like, even in high school and with prom, like, I was still close with her. Like, we just – we could not mm-hmm. see each other or not hang out and then just get back together and be sisters. And, like, that's mm-hmm. what – if I had seen her – if I saw her yesterday, it would be the same exact thing. Like, we would have just picked right. up where we left off. Anyway, right. sorry. Don't know why I went into that rant. Um, But it's just reminded me, like, of, like, you know, old friends and some people there just you have that special bond with. Right. And it's important to try to keep up on those – Keep up with those friendships. Don't just let those old friends go because you've met new friends. Yeah. No, it was the a big ones lesson that are I really learned. Special. Yeah, that was a big lesson I learned. I, my, I mean, I don't want to say like I have regrets in life, but like one thing that I wish I did differently was like hung out with her and spent more time with her because now she's not here and I can't. Um, <laughs> why is this getting emotional as fuck? Yeah, I know, I know. I'm like, why am I going to start crying? Aww. No, no. It's, yeah. but it is like, it's like I wish I had really spend more time with her. I think about her every day. And, um, so it's very important to treasure the people like that you have while you have them. And especially friends that feel like family. Um, so yeah, that's something super important to me. And I I think it's even made me this year more conscious of who I choose to spend my time with and like spending time with people that are like truly there for me and have my best interests at heart and like get me as a human being and as a person. Right. Right. I, I agree with that. There's always people that come into your life that maybe bring in negativity and don't make you feel good or say mm-hmm. things to you that aren't maybe nice and aren't building you up. Mm-hmm. And sometimes you just have to let those friends go. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah. And it, that's, but that's been a big thing. I feel like with me and you, like a big conversation and a point of like advice that you've been giving me a lot lately mm-hmm. is about like my old friends and about, because I entered into this whole like influencer world and mm-hmm. it's really hard when there's like this new shiny thing and you like want to make all these new friends and you're like going to all these new places and you feel like it's really cool and really fun. 
Um, mm-hmm. But then you and feel like it's my thing. <laughs> you can say you're saying. Make new friends, but keep the old. One is silver and the other is gold. And it's She literally, so I was venting to her and she fucking texted I, that to me. I love this. I did. I, <laughs> but it's so true. You texted the word gold in all caps. <laughs> Doesn't everybody know that? It's a little. Yeah, so for awesome. sure. I, but, yeah. but yeah, that I, was. It's so true. That was a big point of advice for me was like, how do I, because I felt like. It, I didn't feel good. Something in me just didn't feel good or right. Like hanging out with all these new people was great, but something in me was like, I don't feel good. And it was you like, hang- yeah, yeah. You weren't with the old friends anymore enough. You were yeah. missing them. You knew yeah. it was something was wrong. You were missing those true friendships. Yeah. And it's just, there's a difference. And like, there's a part of the influencer friendships where like, they understand me in a way that my, non-influencer friends cannot understand like they understand like the having a platform and the that stuff but it's like my friends that are non-influencers and that have known me since high school college middle school camp whatever like they get me on like a different level like they know the most truest form of carly like they know the og like it's different like it's just different and it's like they totally get your personality and it's like they were friends with me before i like had any type, not that my following is like, oh my God, you're so famous, whatever. But they they were friends with me before I had any of that type of following or like right. I was known. Right. So it's like they-, they you for you. Yeah. <laughs> like at my truest form. And that's at like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, I think that's like something that I was struggling with lately. And just like you reminding me to like, just take care of those like old friendships that have like been there forever. It's has so been important. like helpful and like something like I feel like I've been prioritizing. Do you not agree? Yes. No, you definitely have. You've been hanging out with them more. Yeah. Nothing, nothing feels so good to me and uplifting and exciting as seeing my old friends. Like I'm so excited to see them this weekend. Yeah. I'm like, so excited. And it's like, and no, it just feels so good. Something I really realized too is like, paying attention to how you feel around the people that you're with. So when I'm around certain people, my energy feels drained and I need to take a break from them. And then when I'm around like Amanda and Erica, for example, I actually have more energy after. Like I always leave them and we always text each other just feeling like, I love you so much. Like I'm so grateful for you. Like that's truly like every single time we hang out and like we've been best friends since we were five. And like we always leave our hangouts being like, we are just so lucky for like what we have. Um, and that's a telltale sign, like people that just like support you and uplift you no matter what. And like always make you feel better, um, and make you feel happy and not, not like your energy is depleted. Right. Right. No negative energy. Yeah. And like, do you, I assume like with your high school friends, I love them. We see each other. We tell each other how great we look and we are excited to hear about each other's lives. Yeah. You know, we're excited for each other when a great things happen. Mm-hmm. And it's just, and- I it can't even explain the feeling I feel when I'm with them. It's almost like I'm home. That's an aw. No, <laughs> that's like another home. thing too. It's, it's like, like it's like celebrating each other's victories is such an important right. thing. Mm-hmm. And that's hard to come by, I feel like, finding friends that are non-jealous, non-judgmental. Right. Right. That's like I feel like that's oh. really hard to come by. So the fact that you can say about your home friends that they're like not like like they're 
happy for you and you guys all support each other. You know, Always. that's like, that's Always. a very good thing. Um, do you ever feel like sad when you see them? Like, does it ever make you sad? No, the only thing that makes me sad is when I have to leave them or uh, oh, like wishing I could live closer to yeah. like, especially my friend Esther. That's yeah. So, like I've always been, had this fun, she's so fun and she's outgoing. And like, I, I don't know this connection I have with her and, and my other friends. Like, I just wish I lived near them yeah. and I could see them more. That's kind of like so, when I meant like, you know, when you see people and you like, don't see them in a long time and then you're like happy, but it's like bittersweet. You get like sad because right. you're like, I wish I like saw you more and this could happen yeah. more, but it like can't. Yes. Now I have my, but, one of my close friends doesn't live so far. So, yeah. but, but she's busy. She's a doctor and she has a different life than I have. Like she's a, a very busy person. Mm-hmm. And, um, but we try to, we try to see each other and we talk all the time. Yeah. So that makes me feel like I see her more and she'll be home this weekend. And her parent, her parents, her mom lives in the court, like right by my parents. Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. Each other. And we always see her mom and say hi when yeah, we're over. So her mom will drive by. And if her mom sees our my car in the driveway visiting my parents, she'll she's, knock on the door and come say hi. I love immediately her. Immediately knocks on the door and comes over. She's awesome. I love her. And we both have our December birthdays. So we're connected with our birthdays. Yes. We <laughs> love the December birthdays. Sagittarius. Sag women are just like my favorite people ever. Oh, yeah. We're the best. And my best friend, Jen, the doctor, her daughter has... I mean, my daughter, Chloe, has the same birthday as my friend, Jen. They were born oh, in the different, year, different years, though, right? Well, Jen was born on June 26th, and she's 50-some years old. You said her daughter. I meant I, I meant my daughter. I don't know why I just said that. Oh, you're saying your friend and Chloe. Her, my, I, I meant to say yeah, my, yeah, friend, yeah. my friend and my best friend. Oh who is my age and Chloe have the same birthday. Yes. Like how crazy is that? Yeah. I all think the there's, always, there's always weird coincidences with birthdays. So that's always. like, that's this, you know, weird. Also, also your grandma, you, Amanda's sister, yeah. Erica Leftline, my friend that passed, um, right. all have December 19, 2021. Yeah. I just had your grandma. Yeah. Right. 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 Yeah. And all share birthdays. All Sag, like crazy, crazy mm-hmm. connections of and like all around the same days, like all around 2021. Yeah. Yeah. Literally. So crazy. Like, yeah. it's so weird. I feel like there's always weird connections with even, okay, so weird. I've been noticing, this is like really off track, but I've been noticing lately that my birthday, May 27th, all of a sudden I see May 27 everywhere. Like, <laughs> I was and and this is your birthday. Bad connection, but I was watching the Jeffrey Dahmer documentary last night. Oh my and, god! And he committed one of his. He got arrested on May twenty seventh. <laughs> and I was like, "What nothing to do with you?" <laughs> I was like, "And no, but like, do you know? Like, I it makes me think though, Gemini men. I don't know. This doesn't have to do with that. But Gemini men are the worst. But Gemini women are the best." Oh, that's so funny. I don't know. It's just true. Everyone can agree. Is he cancer? No, Chloe's cancer. Daddy's a Leo, isn't he? I forget what he is. Is he a Leo? He's either a Leo or cancer. He's not a cancer. Chloe's a cancer. Mom, Chloe, your daughter Chloe, June 26th, is a cancer. Daddy was born on April 1st. He's not a cancer. I forget what he is. I think he's a Leo or a Virgo. Wait. 
Yeah. Should I look it up? Yeah, look it up. I'm dying to what, know. So, we're what, so bad with Zodiac stuff. Like, Yeah, no, I'm not. I was never real. Well, I mean, I liked. Oh, he's in Aries. I, I was wrong. It. He's in he? Aries. Yeah. Oh, he's in Aries. Look, out of all the signs, <laughs> he's in Aries. Wait, this is so funny. Right. It's literally says, an Aries born on April 1 is anything but a fool. Despite their connection to this questionable holiday, their quiet nature masks an ability to make the best of any situation. Although frequently centered on their own concerns in the way most Aries natives are, they rarely ignore an opportunity to help or inspire others. Okay. He is always, he always is concerned about himself. (laughs) Larry, we used to joke, Larry's in his Larry world. Yeah. It's Larry's world and everyone's living in it. It's Larry's world and we're all- But he's very selfless when it comes to his family and that stuff. Like he he always says, he always has to make a point to be like, I live for this family. Like I do everything for you. Like, everything <laughs> I do is for this family. Right. That's why I was put on this earth. I was put <laughs> to on take earth. care of my family. To serve my family. <laughs> to serve my family. I'm like, That's does really anyone else's dads yeah. talk like this? Like women, we just do. Don't we don't talk about it. We just do. We do what right, we're supposed right. to do. We like, we're right. like, we do take care of other people. You, right. all, mom, all you've ever done is birth two children and take care of two children for your entire life. And well, you've never right. once, I, you've never once been I like, I took care of the two of you. And then I took care of daddy while he was working all yes. those years. I and you've never totally once said, I was born to care for my family. You just do no, it. I never, never think about it. I, but but men, I, that's my passion. That's what I like to do. I like to care for people. All women, we don't talk about it. We just do. Right. right men right, have right. to we be like, right. I'm so overwhelmed. This is what I'm doing. Right. Right. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm like, even when they're sick, like they're like dying. Everything. Oh my God, I'm going to die. And me and, and Rachel we're, we're, we're out there about. like working jobs and food shopping with all our illnesses and everything. We just go about our life. Don't talk about it. Nope. Yeah. Yeah, it's so funny. Really- I was talking to Rachel about this because Rachel's in like, she's in like software, but she works with like a lot of bankers um, because that's who they sell the software to. And these bankers like, and the people she works with, like the men literally are constantly like, I'm so overwhelmed. Like, I have so much work to do. And Rachel's oh like, I'm doing, I'm doing all the same work as you. I just am not chaotic about it. Like, that's so funny. Or like guys, so like they're, they're just they they exude like chaos. Like they're like, yes, they oh my do. god, I'm so overwhelmed today. Like I have to answer fifty emails, and we're like, right, we're right. doing the same thing. We're just right. not talking about it. Who exudes the most chaos, Daddy? Everything's so chaotic. chaos. Like well, he acts like it is. Like we could be so chill about something, and then yeah. he's acting like something's so chaotic, and we're like, wait, we're just hanging out, chilling. Like, I don't know what is... Like, he's like, we know. need to leave the house at 8.30. Wheels up yeah. at 8.30. <laughs> I'm and like, Dad, stop for a coffee. <laughs> what would happen if we left at 8.40? Or, or, yeah, what would happen? But that's what I said. When we, we went to go visit Chloe, and he had to be out at a certain time, and he was like getting all freaked out. Like we had to get there by exactly by a certain time. And I'm like, wait, we have no meeting. We have no lunch plan. No we plan. No plan to even get to her dorm. She was sleeping. She was literally sleeping was when we got there. Sleep. So what, what was the rush? I don't even understand. And then I had to say that to him. What, what is the rush? I, and he I like couldn't even out. come up with it. Cause it's like, you realize that they don't even have a exclu- excuse. They just like are so set in their right. brain that they're right. like, but then this I think is he what... thought about it. He thought about it, and he was. And like, then he's like, 
yeah, that's you're true. right. I'm just gonna drink my Dunkin' Donut coffee after we stopped at Dunkin' and got him a coffee. And I stopped, and because I, I, God forbid, I wanted to stop at Starbucks. He literally, we literally pulled into the Starbucks lot by accident, and I was like, all right, well, since we're in the lot, can I just go oh, run in five minutes, less than five minutes to get my coffee? He's like. No, I was like, okay, peace out. I'm going because it was going to be late for whatever it was. What? I don't even know. There was for nothing. What? It was going to be late for like literally zero. Simply cannot. Nothing. I can't. Although you and I kind of we, I mean, we had plenty of time, but we wanted to get there to see Chloe. She's um part of this University Girl magazine at Syracuse, and we wanted to be part of. She was doing like a modeling a session shoot. for them for, yeah. the, for the photo shoot for the magazine. It was really fun. It was so, so cute. But but still, there was no, we had plenty of time to get to that. It was like at three o'clock. Like it was so much later. And it was like, we got there at like 11 a.m. Like right, we had like nothing to do. She was like, she was like rolling up from her boyfriend's like whatever, right. like frat. We her dorm. Oh yeah, we she went to her dorm. Home. We, we went inside her dorm to go see her and she had to meet us in the front. They wouldn't let us in. And then I was like, she wasn't coming out. So I went around the building with Carly and we're banging on her window and we're screaming her name and trying to get home. her up. And then she finally texts, oh, I'm walking down to my dorm now. I She was at her boyfriend's. She was literally so, not even home. And we were banging yeah, on her door. So it was so like, funny. why, Larry? Why did you get so butthurt about this? <laughs> she like, gonna why? kill us for talking about her. We love our little clo clo. No, I mean, we're, we're not no. saying anything bad about her, just Larry. No, she's, <laughs> oh, no, that, yeah. Well, the two of them have, yeah. The two of them are, are peas in a pod. Well, Carly and I are peas in the pod and they're peas in a pod. And they're so in it pod. works out. Yeah. Yeah. Like everybody, everybody has a parent, I think, that they're more similar to. I think. So. I would like to, but maybe, I don't know. Maybe okay. some people are really even split. I'm like a clone of you. So it's, yeah, no, we're a clone of each other. And Chloe's a clone of Larry. So I think it would be interesting to be an even split, but I mean, even I'm, I'm more similar to my father personality wise, but I'm, I've tried to get rid of all the things that I didn't want to be like him. I've worked on over the years and I've, I, I don't think the the negative parts I've gotten. I'm like, what even <laughs> like are you that talking is about? The most awesome. Well, like, okay, all Jews, we all complain, right? Don't we? Oh, all Jews, okay. Like, no, for complaining. Like, my father is like, I, I love my dad too much. He's going to kill me for talking about him. But he's a, he's like a, the Jewish complainer. Yeah. So, but my all mom, Jewish grandparents complain. They, they do, but my mom doesn't. My mom doesn't complain. She's no. very quiet. She'll, be, I had she'll that. be in pain in silence. Yeah, it just doesn't say anything. And my no. sister's more like that. Like, they're just, like, quiet with that stuff. Mm-hmm. But I was more, like, outspoken. And I would say, I'm just telling you how I feel. But it was came out as a complaint. As a complaint. Yeah. Do you remember I used to do that? Well, I realized that. I feel like since you went on anxiety medicine, that, like, stopped. But maybe yeah, it I, be, I stopped. I, it was yeah, self that. But I also learned, like, I didn't, like, it would drive me crazy listening to somebody complain all the time. Like, I couldn't take it. And I'm like, I'm not going to be like that. I'm going to hold it in. It's so I true. I even held like, in my food poisoning situation. No, I, I feel like. At dinner, I didn't say anything. <laughs> I think a lot of it was, like, anxiety stuff. But, too, like, when you just notice those things about yourself, you're able to, like, overcome them more. And I feel like you've become such a better version of yourself because you, like, notice it and you like didn't yeah. like it and then you like made a change about it because like change. i used to fucking hate your complaining like i would not be able to I know. it's annoying that. i can't but imagine I, even if I, I, meet- I don't think we would be as close if you complained that much right. if i if i meet somebody now 
like another woman and we're like hanging out and talking or going to lunch. And if everything goes in the negative complaint direction, mm. I feel like, oh my God, I don't know if I can go out with them again because yeah. it makes me crazy. So if the fact that if I, I, but the thing is, you know what? I never complained to my friends ever. No, you never, come, it was, it was the people you felt, it was your it comfort. Was mostly because I wasn't, yeah, I was having anxiety. I wasn't feeling good. And I could not hold it in. Like, no, I guess I was. You literally felt like something bad, like something I, was wrong. I felt like something bad was happening to me every day of every five minutes. And I needed somebody, I needed somebody to validate. Like, yeah, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I just needed to talk about it. And it was, no, it was it, but it was, it was definitely anxiety related. And once so now I could be dying and I say nothing. <laughs> Yes, but like, the reality is, you know, you're not dying. Right, right, you exactly. are like a food poisoning situation. It was like, yeah, you went to the hospital. I was really quiet though. And yeah, I was quiet. I just couldn't stand up, but I was quiet. <laughs> well, I checked on you a lot. I went to dinner like that. Come on. That's true. <laughs> With a fever. But that was like, it was developing. Like it wasn't yeah, like. it was developing. Anyway. Yeah. That was just a funny moment. Yeah. Um, yeah. Okay. So. We have a ton of questions from the audience. Yeah. So I wanted to take like 10 to 20 minutes to okay. answer all of these because they are for both of us. Um, okay. Number one question. First year of college being hard. Can you talk about like how to make it easier how to get through that. Um, it's, I mean, you just had a freshman last year, so I feel like you would have a good say yeah, about it. Yeah, I did. And it, so this is more for like, go, go, like leaving, that, going to school, making friends. That first year yeah. of college, just the, the transition, yeah. the making friends, everything. Right. It, it is hard. And I have other friends that I've talked to and I'm on the Syracuse Facebook page. And I remember going on that a lot last year when, when I dropped Chloe, um, because Chloe, hopefully she'll be okay with this, but she had a little, she had some trouble at the beginning. I actually went there at one, like I, we dropped her and like a week later I went there to go see her because mm. she was having a little transition problem. So it's really good to have somebody to talk to. You need to tell your parents how you feel or a sibling or even a, an old high school friend. Just find somebody that you can talk to and tell them how you're feeling. Because when I got there and I, I calmed her down, I knew she needed to see me. Mm. And we just talked it all through. We spent the day talking it through. And she was like, literally, she gave it another shot and she did really well and she loves school and she's so happy. It is definitely not for everybody, but for some people going to starting a new school, it's not easy, especially if you're shy. So it can be hard making friends, but you have to get involved, put, go to groups and you have to like maybe be a little bit out of your comfort zone with mm -hmm. asking other people to get together. You can't always wait for people to come to you. Yeah. You know, Especially I had to push Chloe a little bit out of her comfort zone. So, you know, um, so it's really important that you just keep, keep going. Like don't, don't give up and don't think whatever's happening in that moment, that mm -hmm. seems like it's the, the worst time for you. Things always change. They change daily. Yeah. So especially your freshman year of college, like I literally would have different friends like every month. Like I would right, have different right. groups. I remember that. 
until finally you find that solid group, maybe like sophomore year, or some people find it freshman year and that's it. But it's like, things are constantly changing. So you can't think that like whatever position you're in when you first get to school is like where it's going to stay at. Like it always And the getting involved thing is so true. Like aside from like, even if you don't want to join a sorority, if you're like not at that kind of school, like you still need to join clubs and like do things you're passionate about. Like Chloe's like in the university girl magazine, like she's made friends through that. Yeah. And, and she's made the friends through her major and people she has class with. So it's like actually genuinely, like I know it sounds so like, like, ew, that's weird. But like, I made friends with people in my classes, my like freshman and sophomore year. And one of them ended up being my little in my sorority because we clicked so much. You're like, you never know like who you're going to meet in a class that you click with and become really close friends with. Right. Exactly. I don't think that's weird at all. I think it's important if you're sitting next to somebody and you have stuff in common or you want to study together after class, that's great. There's another friend that you just made. And then I I have have friends. Exactly. And I have friends in college that literally made some of their closest friends like from their classes, which again, I felt like in like for me going to college, I was like, I'm not going to make friends in class. Like I'm too cool. Like whatever. And then it's like, no, actually they're like really good people that you can find in your classes that have the same interests as you because they're in your major. And maybe you have like random things in common. Like maybe you know someone from their town or maybe you live in the same dorm and you didn't know it. Like there could be so many overlaps. So definitely give people a chance in class and be friendly. Yes. Be open. Don't be close-minded about, I just want to meet a certain type of friend. Yeah. You don't need to be exactly like you. Yeah. That's <laughs> like the thing. Opposite yeah. attract. Yes. So that's that's just, such a good point. Yeah. Just be, be very open to people. I think people like that always end up meeting friends because you're not just like constantly searching for that same exact person. That's yeah. what I did for a long time. And honestly, not a good decision. Like you don't yeah. need to, it's, it's, it's really such a good point. Like you don't need to find a clone of you. That's not what makes the world go around. You just want people. And my therapist always talked about this people with similar values and, and yes. like, like-minded people, people yes. like-minded that, you know, people. like yes. we're raised right. Are good people want to like give back, yes. like, um, like to go out and have fun, but also love staying in and hanging out and watching exactly. movies and talking about life. Like you want yes. those people that exactly. have those, that just like-minded Um, that's super important. So yeah, hopefully that was a good advice sesh on college. Um, I feel like I'm more into my boyfriend that he is into me and it's stressing me out. Mm -hmm. It's giving like, okay, it's giving me a little, it's giving me a little bit of a red flag. It's giving me a little bit of a red flag because I I think it should be even. And it should be even. And I think it's time to have a talk. And if you're feeling like that, communication is everything. You can't have a relationship without communication. So don't hold in your feelings and you need to be willing to hear his side, whatever he's got to say, you got to have to be open to it mm-hmm. and you need to talk. You got to talk it out. Yeah. I feel like that's not good. And every friend I've had that has been more into the boyfriend, the relationship mm-hmm. has not always ended yeah. in a good, this- like, it's that's not a good sign to me. So just talk about it. It's, it's not no, the end of the world, not. but and there might be a, there's a probably a reason, but you need to know. You 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 deserve that. Mm. Um, let's see how to make friends in community college. Easy again. The the kids in your class, the kids hang out in your class with you, and you can just mm-hmm. as you're sitting next to somebody, and just start talking to them. And what are they? I don't know, find out people, other people's interests, have, find people that you want to study with. 
Mm. you know, that you can hang out with. And you do get breaks during class, even though you're in community college. So there's still times when you're going to go have lunch. And it's always, ask somebody to go have lunch with you, even yeah. if it's out, even if you have two classes and then you're leaving now for your lunch break, you're, mm-hmm. you're going to meet somebody that's got to have the same lunch break as you mm-hmm. and go have lunch together. Go meet that's for a good coffee. Idea. Yeah. Again, you have to be willing to put yourself out there and ask ask people to hang out. And people yeah. are usually very accepting and they want it. They want to make friends too. And I think with women, especially, it's always like you're waiting for the other person to do something and always. make a move. And it's always mm-hmm. like, oh, like they're not talking to me. They must not like right. me. But it's always right. like both people yeah. are thinking that. So you just have to be the yeah. bigger person and be the one to be like, always. hi, and just like smile really big and like try to talk to people. Cause at the end of the day, most people are just like shy and have like social anxiety and are just like afraid to say something. And then yes. once you break that ice, then it's like all good and you both can get to know each other. And yeah, people are afraid afraid of rejection. Hmm. Don't be afraid of it because you have mm-hmm. nothing to lose. Yeah. You literally have nothing to lose. Yeah. Like so. what's someone going to say? Like, no, like someone's going to say, say, no, I can't, I can't meet today, but right. you know, hey, I Let's could meet, meet you next, next week. week. And exactly. if and if it doesn't go over well, give somebody else a try. But you got to put exactly. yourself out there. Um. Okay. This is a switching gears a little bit. I really like this one. Um. I don't know why I like my body better when I was sick, and I hate to say it. I'm struggling with loving my body now, despite that I was sick and underweight before. Aww. So I feel that. Like I yeah. feel that. I I really do get it, and it's it's very sad when you admit it to yourself. Like. I often feel guilty when I'm like, I miss my like ED body. Like I literally say that, like sometimes I feel that like it's, it's true. I think every person that's suffered from like disordered eating or an eating disorder or just like weight loss to weight gain has felt that like triggering moment of like looking back or like thinking back to your old self and being like, I miss that body. Right. But but. there's nothing worse to me than feeling sick. Like, yeah. Feeling sick to me, it like it is like literally up there, the worst. Can't function, mm-hmm. can't walk, can't can't socialize, mm-hmm. nothing. So you That's- have to like think like that. Like being sick is not living. So And that's the thing that I- always keeps me going. Yeah. Like so I I picture my life how it was before and my body being really skinny was like the only like positive in quotes because it wasn't even positive but for me at the time it was positive you looked sickly i know i did but it's like to me looking back at that i still feel like oh like i miss out or i even miss like just being thinner and like that just life like but then i remember that i'm happier now than i was then like i'm in a better place now than i was then physically i'm so strong i can lift these crazy weights and do these crazy workouts and um, walk a ton and not get tired. And, um, I have a huge, my social battery is so much better than it ever was before. Like I can hang out with people all the time and constantly be moving. And so it's like, I am not willing to give up those things again. That's the, at the end of the day, like that's literally what keeps me going. I I'm not willing to be sick again and go back to that place. It wasn't fun. It wasn't fun. Exactly. If it wasn't that bad, sure. I would go back to it. But it was horrid. Like it no, was a horrid time no. in my life. No, but I'm saying it would be, be easier. I, I'm not saying I would go back to it, but I'm saying it would be easy. Like 
Don't get me wrong. I will never go back to that. But I'm saying it would be easier for me to slip back into old ways if it's like it wasn't, I wasn't down so bad, but I was down so bad. Like I was unwell mentally and physically. And so I know realistically, there's just no way in hell I would ever go back there. And that's what keeps me going. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. They have to think Um, about that all the time. And I'm sure you think about it every day. Yeah. It's not something that goes away. Yeah. And you know, you have good days and bad days, but it's just, it's like, it's not about how often the thoughts occur. It's like how you choose to deal with the thoughts and like what you can do after. So it's like those thoughts, like you might not be able to stop them from coming all the time, but you can redirect them and like choose how you're going to move on from that moment. Um, okay. This is a good question that I feel like mom, you would be fit to answer. Um, how can I be more confident at bars when it comes to guys? I always get so nervous and honestly, like I need this advice too. Um, how can I be more confident at bars? I guess I, what makes me confident is just being, hanging out with my girlfriends and laughing and having fun. Like when I'm having a good time, I'm feeling confident. If I'm wearing Mm -hmm. something that makes me feel good, it makes me feel confident. Um, But I definitely, I get it because I definitely was a little shyer when I was younger. I wasn't the one that was like going to go walk up to some random guy and mm. start talking to him. But I just think feeling, looking, looking, wearing something that makes you feel confident and feel good and surrounding yourself with people that make you feel confident makes, I don't know, it makes it easier. It would make, always made it easier for me to be able to meet somebody. But I, and yeah. I wanted to do it in a, in a group. I didn't want mm. to do it. I'm not going to walk into a bar by myself and yeah. go meet somebody. Or even if I, I think- was with another friend that made me feel feel good. Yeah. I think something that I struggle with is like I'm very – and I think probably a lot of people can relate to this, but I'm very non-aggressive. And I always want like if a guy likes me, he'll come up to me. But that is often like unsuccessful. Like I often am like – Like, I don't want to go up to a guy. Like, I want them to come up to me and pursue me. And, like, my friends are – if they see a cute guy or if if we're talking a group of girls and a group of guys, I always feel like somehow I end up on the outskirts and my friends end up being, like, the leaders in the conversation just because they're more aggressive. Like, they'll get in there. And I'm just, like, I'm not that desperate. Like, not saying my friends are desperate, but I'm, like, I'm not that, like – trying to try that hard. Like I want not, someone right. to you don't have that aggressive personality. Naturally. I don't have the aggressive right. personality. Right. With men. But neither did I. So that's yeah. a bad question for me. <laughs> no, I know. It's just I'm just saying like but, it is I understand where this person is coming from because that's me. Like I get that to a T. I am never going to be the most aggressive person in the room. But then I feel like with like daddy, I feel like it was just like it happened the way it was supposed to happen kind of thing. Like you didn't need to compete with other people for the attention. It was just like that. Right. Right. But I didn't meet him in a bar either. I always say, so funny lately, I keep saying I'm not going to meet my husband in a bar. I don't think that most people meet their husband in a bar. I don't think most people meet their husband in a bar. I think there's a lot of women and men that are intimidated to walk up to people that are in a bar. And maybe my group idea, now that I'm thinking about it, maybe it's not a great thing because would a guy be more intimidated to walk over to a pretty group of girls or would a, would a girl, I don't know, are the girls going to be intimidated to walk over to a group of guys? I, I would be. That's why I always like to, you know, dress cute, feel good, hang in my, (laughs) hang in my little circle. And if somebody wanted to come over to me to talk to me, great. And you notice 
I don't know if it's still that way, but if, if you're with a group of girls and there are some guys hanging out and they want to talk to you, don't they all come over? Yeah, it's just never just one. one it's usually a group, unless it's like it's one creepy true. guy that I want because, to ignore. Right. But most most people don't, I think, don't feel comfortable just coming up and being so aggressive. No. I think it's really hard to meet somebody in a bar like that. I agree. And now maybe people get say I'm wrong, but I just think that I wonder what the percentage of people that actually meet their husband in a bar, you would think it, it's probably not that great. I think it's not great. And honestly, I haven't been going out a lot lately and haven't been drinking a lot lately. So I'm like, I got to think of a plan B here. Like I got to think of plan B is a sports bar <laughs> or yeah. my other plan B, C, which actually should be plan A was pickleball. <laughs> oh I yeah. Love pickleball. pickleball. And there's some cute guys on the pickleball court. Yeah. And you just need some of your girlfriends to be right next to these guys on the pickleball court and you all need to start talking. I'm like, so da- I literally want to do that. I think that kind of thing makes such an easier conversation. Or if you were at a bar watching a game, because at least you could get in the conversation watching the game. Yeah. Like, I just feel like that's so much easier. Or even at I a think party that's... where like you have friends in common, because then you're meeting similar people. Mm. I feel like it would be easier that way too. I also like not to be like a pick me and be like, oh my God, like I'm so innocent and whatever. But I just feel like lately, like, before when I would go out, I would get drunk. So then when I was drunk, I would just ha- be having like drunk conversations with these boys. Right, right, but then it right. was never, I would never remember the conversations because right. I was drunk. So right. now I'm like, how would I ever have connected with someone if I can't even remember the fucking conversation I was having? And you then I would just, you can't. So you it's can. like, I, I realize now that I'm like, anyone that's that drunk in a bar, like, how would you connect? You're not. I think it's hard. Well, I think it's hard. And when I go on a date, like I'll have like a drink or maybe two over the span of like two and a half hours. Like, right, right. I'm just thinking back, but it was kind of different. Like we used to go to this same beach town every summer. So we did all know people similar, but my sister did meet her husband in a bar in a beach town. (laughs) Which is crazy. They did as, as I'm like, who meets their spouse in a bar? But do you know anyone else that did? No. Not one. Mm-mm. So it's like probably no, one in ten. College or, or meeting through friends or whatever. No. I mean, I'm thinking of my friends that are engaged, people which is only. I'm thinking of people yeah. I know that are engaged and none of them met at a bar. Right. Exactly. Point. Mic drop. <laughs> okay. Let's take two more questions. Um, I feel like a guy I'm talking to is either just being a dumb boy or playing me help. Oh, when in doubt, they're always playing you guys. Yeah, guys are, you. <laughs> guys are dumb, but when in doubt, they're playing you. They're, they're always playing you. Yeah. I'm not, I genuinely girls are like, I'm like, get it in your head, please. Like if a guy wants you, he will make it known that he wants you. The more you beg for them, the more you push them away, the more you exactly. want them to talk to you, the more you push them away. You're literally exactly. unmanifesting them. Exactly. I agree. Nothing more said. <laughs> Period. Uh-huh. Um, ooh. This is good. Okay. Um, okay. Dating while being a Jewish girl who only dates Jewish men. Me. Okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, then, so if you, and a lot of people want people that are in their same religion, and I understand that. Yeah. So then you need to start going on either a Jewish dating app or 
do Jewish, like a, through a Jewish organization or something, because now mm -hmm. you're narrowing it down to one type of person. And there's a lot of people in this world. So oh, if you're going to narrow it down like that, maybe in temple during the Jewish holidays. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but I feel like like I'm not Orthodox or anything. So I feel like the people that go to temple or the Jew of the Jewish holidays are more that religious than me. Like I'm more like yeah. a cultural Jew than like a super religious. Right. We, we, so, we are. So for me, like I, I just put like the Jewish filter on my dating apps, like on Hinge, there's a Jewish filter. So, and, oh, and seriously, the reason why I even want to date Jewish is because there is just an understanding that someone that's not Jewish won't have. And I want to raise my kids Jewish because our religion right. is very small. So I, I'm just trying to explain this because people that aren't Jewish might think it's offensive or not be able, like not understand why well, there aren't Jewish, many people. Jewish people in this world. There's not a lot of Jews. So the reason why Jews marry Jews is because yeah. we want to keep our religion. We don't want it to go away. If we keep marrying non-Jews and keep not keeping up with our like religion, then there will be no Judaism anymore, um, which is the reason why we, we choose to marry within our religion often. Right. But I mean, a lot of people don't stay within the religion and, and that's fine too. And if you choose to like if I married somebody out of my religion I could choose to raise my kids Jewish and you can mix a faith right and I get I, I get what you're saying but I mean yeah. I feel for everybody like yes it works I understand everybody and and at the end of the day here's the thing though here's the here's the kicker at the end of the day if I met someone that wasn't Jewish but I had a true connection with them and I fell in love so be it. I'm still going to raise my kids. No, you seriously, you never know. And I, I most definitely, if I, cause I think people always have questions for me. Like, so do not date anyone not Jewish. And I'm like, no, if I met true. someone and there was a connection right. and I wanted to, right. pursue, I'm not going to not pursue that. Oh, you're not Jewish. Can't pursue you. I literally dated a person last year or two years ago during the pandemic. That was fully not Jewish, like fully Catholic. Right. And I wanted right. to pursue them. Um, right. but it just didn't work out, but whatever. Right. Bottom line is there's, you can want something. It doesn't mean that's going to like exactly right. happen, but and you can like push for something. It doesn't mean it's like but guaranteed. Exactly. If you make an effort and you push for it and you're only dating that type of person, then you're most likely going to meet that type of person. Right. But again, the Jewish organization or stuff that more Jewish people would do. Yeah. I just keep my app filters on. Basically. I only like if I'm setting up a date on a dating app. Um, I only really go on dates with like Jewish people, to be honest, if I'm just being authentic and real here. Um, right. Unless yes. I like thought someone was like really hot and like whatever, but, um, or I like met someone out and like had a connection with them. They weren't Jewish. That's fine too. But, and another thing is like meeting friends of friends. That's like an easy way because of like Jewish geography. Everyone's like two degrees of separation. Yeah, um, exactly. So, I, my hope is that I just like meet someone through a friend because then they'll be able to know me in person before they know me on social media. And I don't want someone right. to know me on social media before they know me in person. Right. I agree with that. Yeah. 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 Cause it's a lot. Right. Um, <laughs> anywho. <laughs> so Cardi, anywho, maybe you need um, to start hanging out with the Jewish organization. <laughs> yeah. Like literally me, like I'm a, I'm a stop by like what, what's the like, <laughs> I don't know. Maybe, I don't know. 
the, what's a Chabad? Or is that in college? <laughs> we have a Chabad. No, we have a really nice Chabad right around the corner. Uh, all right. Well, maybe I need to go there. Right. Um, okay. Be sure to follow us on Instagram at OKStopWhining. Okay if you don't follow us, like literally, what are you doing? Um, and give us a five-star rating and review so that you can keep seeing more of us. Um, we love you so much. Please send in all your questions for the next episode. And we will see you next time. Bye.